Let me sing you a song About the people that I love The poets and philosophers The workers and the wanderers Hi, this is Joe Jenks, and you're listening to My Highway Home. Celebrating music, art, culture, and community from the driver's seat. This episode of My Highway Home features an interview with Andy Spence, founder of the Old Songs Festival. Andy's husband, Bill Spence, died earlier this year. Together they shared 57 years and had a profound impact on the folk music community in North America and beyond. We will also feature music from artists who have been regulars at the Old Songs Festival, including Dan Berggren, John Roberts and Tony Berend, Bill Spence and Fennig's All-Star String Band, John McCutcheon, Deborah Cowan, Ellis, Michael Cooney, Ann Hills, Muzika Bush, Matthew Byrne, Herdman Hills and Mangson, Magpie, Kim and Reggie Harris, Heather Pearson, Alash, and George Wilson. In 1977, there had been the Fox Hollow Festival in Petersburg, New York, which was the reason Bill and I got involved in folk music in this area, because we had just moved to Albany in 1965, and then there was a period of time where we met up with some musicians, and they we formed an organization called the Pickin' and Singin' Gathering. And for a while it floated from house to house where we did uh, sings. And what year did Fox Hollow start? It, it started in 66. Yeah. And then the first time we went to Fox Hollow was 67. And um, from that point on, of course, then after that, the progression was 67. I got involved in 68, helping do all of the work and getting things ready. And I got to know Bob Beers and Evelyn Beers. And I spent many days in the summer out at their place working on the craft area and anything else and the PSG then was kind of the work crew for the yard the land. PSG? What's that? Picking and singing gathering. Oh, picking and singing gathering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. PSG. The PSG, yes. Everything has initials. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And um, it was becoming not known that Fox Hollow wasn't going to last very long. So the last Fox Hollow was in 1981. Before that, some of us had decided let's form a nonprofit so that when Fox Hollow goes out of the picture, we could have our own festival. We could have a festival in this area because we'd had 15 years of Fox Hollow. We had all of the people, all of the volunteers that had worked the festival over there. They were here and other folk clubs, so we said let's make, be sure we can have a festival. And the only way to do that then was to form a, an organization. So the point of it was that we were going to be without a festival and there was nothing to keep us all together. So this way we were able to continue playing music and knowing each other and doing something for everybody. I like to rise when the sun she rises early in the morning. And I like to hear them wee birds singing merrily upon the layland. Hurrah for the life of a country boy and to ramble in the new mown hay. In spring we sow at the harvest mow 
And that's how the seasons around they go. But of all the times, if choose I may, to go rambling in the new mown hay. For I like to rise when the sun she rises, early in the morning. And I like to hear them wee birds singing merrily upon the layland. Hurrah for the life of a country boy, and to ramble in the new mown hay. In winter when the skies are gray, we edge and we ditch our time away. But in summer when the sun shines gay, we go rambling in the new mown hay. For I like to rise when the sun she rises early in the morning. And I like to hear them wee birds singing merrily upon the layland. Hurrah for the life of a country boy and to ramble in the new mown hay. In autumn when the leaves do fall, then it's apple picking time for all. When the cider's pressed and stored away, we go rambling in the new mown hay. For I like to rise when the sun she rises early in the morning. And I like to hear them wee birds singing merrily upon the layland. Hurrah for the life of a country boy and to ramble in the new mown hay. Look at that picture of John Roberts in 1980. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Newspaper article from the Times Union, Wednesday, February 20th, 1980. John Roberts' love of old lyrics, refreshing in an age of noise. Interesting. Well, that tells you what the uh, what the music writers there thought about contemporary music in 1980. <laughs> well, you know, the funny part about it is that in, in the, almost the entire time in the 70s and 80s, folk music was re- referred to as um, stomping and and you know was referred to as not serious i would yeah. guess i guess like you would real say. musicians didn't play folk music right yeah. yeah well they used to say that about jazz too yeah well i had <laughs> no, a, there were some pretty it. good headlines that's why i kept all the paper come all you jolly good fellows i'll sing to you a song it's all about the shanty boys and it won't take me long For it's now I do regret the day while I'm working out in the cold Save your money while you're young, me boys, you'll need it when you're old For once I was a shanty boy, oh wasn't I a lad And the way I spent me money, oh wasn't it too bad for it's now I do regret the day while I'm working out in the cold. Save your money while you're young, me boys, you'll need it when you're old. Well, if you are a single man, I'll tell you what to do. Just find some pretty girl who to you will prove true. Just find some pretty girl who is not overbold. Who'll stick to you through life and be a comfort when you're old For once I was a shanty boy, oh wasn't I a lad 
And the way I spent me money, oh, wasn't it too bad? For it's now I do regret the day while I'm working out in the cold. Save your money while you're young, me boys, you'll need it when you're old. And if you are a married man, I'll tell you what to do. Be good to your wife and family as you were sworn to do. Stay away from the grog shops where liquor is bought and sold. Save your money while you're young, me boys, you'll need it when you're old. For once I was a shanty boy, oh, wasn't I a lad? And the way I spent me money, oh, wasn't it too bad? For it's now I do regret the day while I'm working out in the cold. Save your money while you're young, me boys. You'll need it when you're old. So people who were in the picking and singing gathering were all people who played music, and we got together monthly and we sang from um, 66, 67 onward. And then um, Bill was always the song leader because he, he's a good singer and he could always get everybody involved in singing and then people swapped songs. Um, we got certain, you know, quite a number of people in that, in that group. And then when we went to Fox Hollow, Bob Beers, who organized Fox Hollow, had us perform on the stage as the picking and singing gathering. Nice. So, nice. at, at which great. point everybody who was in there then picked a song and they sang their song as part of the group. So, and then is when Bill met Howie Mitchell, 1969, when Howie Mitchell came to Fox Hollow Festival with his one or two prototypes of the hammered dulcimers that he had been experimenting with because he he was a science teacher and he was interested in the string length. What tone would you get out of the string length on a horizontally strung instrument? So he had a book called The Hammered Dulcimer and a record that was published by Folk Legacy. He who? Howie Mitchell. Howie Mitchell. Yeah. 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 And in that book, he had quite a number of experimental dulcimers. And out of that book, Bill picked number 13, and it was called his square dance model. So or it was called Howie's square dance model. And so Bill built that one, and then he built uh, 20 or more wow. after that and sold them to people like Walt Michael and Guy Carawan and a bunch of other people. Yeah. who were interested in playing the instrument because there were none available. Nobody had them. Nobody so, yeah. was making hammer dolls. No, nobody even knew what they were.
of the Fox Hollow Festival came a bunch of people who wanted to play Hammer Dulcimer. So then people like Dennis DeRoghi and uh, Mike Arturino and a bunch of other um, craftspeople started building instruments. The person that introduced me to the hammered dulcimer first uh, was John McCutcheon. Oh, yeah. Uh, did he learn from Bill or learn from Howie? Was he connected to that particular community <clears throat> of hammered dulcimer players? Well, we met John when he went on a, a quest for hammered dulcimer players as part of his something to do with his college um, to to interview people who played the hammered dulcimer. He got interested and he went to see Paul Van Arsdale in western New York. And he, I don't remember all the other people that he'd, but at the time there were other people playing like Russell Flutie and Chet Parker and, um, and, and the Everett Festival in Michigan was still uh, promoting dulcimers. So I think there were probably some players there, but nothing public. No, no outstanding standout in the rain <laughs> announced that I am now playing hammered dulcimer person. No. Um, so he went around and he interviewed people. He came here and he interviewed Bill. And um, he's never played like Bill, but um, he developed his own style of playing. And I don't know how he got hooked doing that, except that he was a big fan of Paul Van Arsdale. Grandkids are running through the knee-high corn Sunburned nose and a scabbed-up knee From a rope at the white oak tree Just another summer's day at Grandpa's farm With Grandma's bucket hanging off my heart. You know the old pump's rusty, but it works fine Primed with water from another time You don't take much, but you gotta have some Old ways help, the new ways come Just leave a little extra for the next in line They're gonna need a little water from another time Tattered quilt on the goose down bed Every stitch tells a story, my grandma said Her mama's nightgown, grandpa's pants And the dress she wore to her high school dance now wrapped at night in those patchwork scenes I waltz with Grandma in my dreams My arms, my heart, my life entwined With water from another time It don't take much, but you gotta have some The old ways help, the new ways come Leave a little extra for the next in line They're gonna need a little water from another time Past and the future are wedded there In this wellspring of my sons and daughters The bone and blood of living waters And though Grandpa's hands have gone to dust Like Grandma's pump reduced to rust Their stories quench my soul and mind Like water from another time 
take much, but you gotta have some. The old ways help, the new ways come. Just leave a little extra for the next in line. They're gonna need a little water from another time. It don't take much, but you gotta have some. The old ways help, the new ways come. Just leave a little extra for the next in line. They're gonna need a little water from another time. So uh, you have this book here, this huge scrapbook that starts in 1977. Um, uh, the first Old Songs Festival was what year? 81. 1981. So this is, uh, oh, even though this says 1977, it says Old Songs off to impressive start. Right. Well, we incorporated as a 501c3 in 1977 in March. And so we did concerts locally in Gilderland Center in a church that was um, abandoned by the religion <laughs> until it was repurchased for religion. <laughs> so we had it as, and they called it a community center. So it was, when we were there, it was a community center. And uh, there was a theater in there and, um, and some other guys, search and rescue, who hung from the ceiling Anyway, <laughs> search and rescue. Yeah, they repelled, and I don't know what all. They oh, did. a local search and rescue yeah, crew, local, volunteer, yes. like a volunteer fire department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. They were in there, and the theater was in there. <laughs> I was gonna say, I hope they weren't hanging musicians from the ceiling. No, no, no. Nope. <laughs> Read the fine print in that contract. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So we we started having concerts. The first concert we had there was Noel Sing We Clear, which was the first time I presented Noel. And then I presented Noel for the following 40 years. <laughs> My woolly sailed on board a tender And where he is I do not know Seven long years I've been constantly waiting since he crossed the Bay of Biscayo One night as Mary lay sleeping A knock came to her bedroom door Saying, Arise, arise, my dearest Mary for to earn one glance of your willio. Mary arose, put on her clothing, and to her bedroom door did go. And there she saw her willie standing, his two pale cheeks as white as snow. Oh, Willie dear, where are those blushes? Those blushes I knew long years ago. 
beginnings of old songs was uh, Fennig's All-Stars and um, Walt Michael and Tom McCreesh and so uh, so. for those of you that don't know Fennig's All-Stars was uh, Bill Spence's band yeah started in the PSG (laughs) picking and singing picking and singing gathering there were seven or eight of them and it boiled down to four of them and um, after that it boiled down to three and the three of them played music together for 45 years. Wow. Under that name, Fennig's All Stars. <laughs> <laughs> and who was Fennig? Oh, no, don't ask me that. <laughs> okay, the answer was always, it's a figment of my imagination. <laughs> we did get a letter, though, some, once from a person by the name of Fennig who wanted to know if we were relatives. Interesting. But we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so they just made up the name? Bill made it up. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was one of his first uh, creations. <laughs> then we started playing for contra dances and um or the band the band did and and uh so we started calling. I started calling and I went to Pinewood's camp when I was pregnant and learned how to call dances and then got sick and came home. <laughs> I didn't know you called dances. Oh, yeah. I called contra dances for three years with the with Fennigs. I mean, we did colleges. We did we did all kinds of stuff. Oh, that's great. And um, we were on the road every weekend, practically. Yeah. Except when Hannah wouldn't stop running out on the floor. <laughs> Neither Bill nor I could go get her. So finally, we I had to quit because I couldn't go get her. She would get trampled. Hmm. Now she hates dancing. I wonder. I wonder (laughs) why.
that Howie yeah th- this is this was Howie's mentality it is important to understand the simple and ingenious significance of placing the little wedge-shaped bridges off-center for simplicity let me describe a thought experiment imagine a single string stretched across three bridges a b and c such as that distance a b equals distance b c <laughs> This was Howie. He was a science teacher. So he he went on from that. You know, it's like, oh, my God, and so much vibration, right? (laughs) Gee. So, you know, he just just had one study after another. That was, in essence, a study in the physics of sound. Yes. I mean, I'm looking at this book and seeing all these you know, drawing some of them fairly scientific and some of them just little pencil squiggles. Right, exactly. You know, with his highly scientific explanation, the little wedge-shaped piece. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Isn't that good? But that's what the bridge is on that instrument. Yeah. But now they've made it into, you know, a single row. Some of the old ones had wedge-shaped pieces, and they kept moving, so he was always knocking them over to... You know, get them over to yeah. get the tune right, right? See, yeah, like like, that. Tu- like tuning a tabla. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to pull out the hammer and yeah, nudge the little, the right. little, the little wooden toggle in yes. order to. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. he 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 really inspired. I don't know. He inspired Bill, and that's where that's it went. That's great. And I forget the year this was published, but seventy-one. The hammered dulcimer, Howie Mitchell. How to make it and play it. <laughs> Well, well, nobody ever played it like Bill did. No, they didn't. (laughs) This is Joe Jenks, and you're listening to My Highway Home on Folk Music Notebook. Walking even though I'm scared Oh, in 
classes, we had concerts, and um, we brought people in like Alistair Anderson, Gene Redpath, Michael Cooney, Gordon Bach, Malvina Reynolds. Candyman, 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 Candyman. Wish I was in New Orleans Sitting on a candy stand Candyman 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 I'd give anything in this God almighty world To get my Candyman home Stop on the red, go on the green, get my candy man home. 
the picking and singing gather and met at the cafe for a, a number of years and we and we met in the back room of the cafe which is not was the black box theater but is now their offices um, we'd have up to a hundred people come to sing every month Bill was a song leader and it is at the cafe that we met people like Bruce Phillips and Rosalie Sorrells and all these people that Lena took care of. She offered them, she took care of Rosalie Sorrells and her family for years mm. when they were here. And um, she was such a caring person. Lena. And Lena, yeah. yes, she really was. And she ran her coffee house like all good 60s people should, mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> with love and kindness and and brought some of the best artistry that we'd ever heard there. Yeah. Did Utah Phillips ever play old songs? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah he did. One year he gave us a, a we, we always send out a, a paper for people to put down their tech setup on the stage. Mm -hmm. And one year he sent us a paper all drawn up with a picture of how he wanted his tech setup. It was really silly, very crazy. So we actually did it, and it was one of it was one of the highlights of the Old Songs Festival, and has been for years. What well, we acted out his stage thing. You, we have a video of it somewhere, <laughs> and it was really good. What were some of the things he asked for? Oh heavens! I'd have to look how, at it. How how well he could lean toward the absurd. Yes, he did. He lent very well. I don't know. There was a. Um, Oh, I wish I'd have to show it to you. Really, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't even remember. There were all kinds of characters in the in the thing. People. Um, <laughs> there there were hippies, and there were people who did things. And there, honestly, the man had a really creative mind. 
<laughs> so I'm noticing this article here. It says you, Utah Phillips, singing IWW Farmer is yep. back on the road. Um, I knew Utah Phillips uh, for about the last 17 or 18 years of mm -hmm. his life. Um, farming never came up in any of the conversations <laughs> that we had over many, many years. So I was surprised here in this article from 1981 to see him listed in a newspaper article as a farmer. Um, right. I, I honestly don't know anything about that piece of his history. For the past five years, Phillips has been tending his farm and apple trees on the outskirts of Spokane, Washington, with his wife, Sheila Collins, and two young children, raising about two-thirds of the food they eat. It was a learning process, he said. The first year, I planted a box of Cheerios I thought were bagel seeds. I started on a journey just about a week ago To a little town named Morrow in the state of Ohio I've never been much of a traveler, so I really didn't know That Morrow was the hardest place I'd ever try to go So I went down to the station for my ticket and a plot For tips regarding Morrow, not expecting to be guided Said I, my friend, I'd like to go tomorrow and return No later than tomorrow, for I haven't time to burn Said he to me, now let me see if I have heard you right You'd like to go tomorrow and return tomorrow night You should have gone tomorrow, yesterday and back today For the train that leaves tomorrow is a mile upon its way if you'd have gone tomorrow, yesterday, now don't you see? You could have gone tomorrow and returned today at three. For the train today, tomorrow, if the schedule is right, today it goes tomorrow and arrives tomorrow night. Said I, my friend, it seems to me you're talking through your hat. There is a town named Morrow on the line, now tell me that. There is, said he, but take from me a quiet little tip. To go from here tomorrow is a 14-hour trip. The train today tomorrow leaves today at 8.45. At half past ten tomorrow is the time it should arrive. So if you go today, tomorrow it's a cinch you land. Tomorrow in tomorrow, not today, you understand. Said I, I guess you know it all, but kindly let me say, how can I go tomorrow if I leave this town today? Well, well, says he, you've said it all, I think by now you know that the only train tomorrow left today a while ago. I was so disappointed, I was mad enough to swear the train had gone tomorrow and had left me standing there. The man was right in telling me I was a howling jay. I cannot go tomorrow till tomorrow is today. So when you talk about uh, Bob Beers, is mm -hmm. that right? Um, Robert. Robert. Robert, Robert Beers, Beers, yes. Um, when you talk about Robert Beers being sort of a mentor and a, a real influence, what from his philosophy about the importance of music festivals um, 
what have you carried with you over the arc of the, mm-hmm. you know, nearly four decades that you ran old songs? <laughs> yeah, um, probably family and community. That was his his whole purpose of doing Vox Hollow Festival was to bring people together that could both make music and enjoy each other's company. And um, he knew a lot of performers. He brought some very interesting people to Fox Hollow, <laughs> people you never would have seen anywhere else. He always had a statement if I asked him why he hired somebody. His answer a lot of the time was because they need to be here. <laughs> so I've hired artists who are kind of out of, out of the edge of the whole thing that we do. And I've hired them to get them there so they get a foot in. <laughs> you know, they hear stuff they haven't heard before. They find out that, that some of the music that they haven't been exposed to is really good. So it's it works both ways. You know? Well, yeah, in that way, you what I understand you to say is that you have occasionally hired artists specifically because you saw some latent potential in them that was not being realized and you knew if they made it to old songs that the light bulb would go on and they would start to connect their own art to the broader tradition yeah i think that's pretty much it yeah Yeah, that's great (laughs) for me it's a feeling for you it's words (laughs) right in hiring artists for the festival i always look for that connection you know to me um if they had one foot in tradition, it was good, even though they were writing their own songs. Yeah, I've, I've heard um, particularly some of the groups from Quebec mm-hmm. uh, that, that you brought <clears throat> in over the years. Uh, I've heard, um, you know, some really unorthodox treatment of traditional music, mm-hmm. uh, but, but not unlike jazz, where someone will play the tune the way it was written, and then they'll go and do all the improv stuff, and then at the end they'll come back to doing it the way it was written. I've heard some of these Quebecois artists um, do really inventive things with the music that's still clearly connected mm-hmm. to the tradition, because they may be singing <clears throat> chords that, that were never used in the traditional music, but there's still a guy on the side of the stage clogging, you know, in the <laughs> traditional way, just yeah. keeping the tempo yeah. through the whole thing. Right. And yeah. so there's, there's this sense of, of continuity mm-hmm. and inventiveness simultaneously. La voilà, la voilà, la jolie vigne. Plantons la vigne, la voilà, la jolie vigne. Plantons la vigne, la voilà, la jolie vigne. Vigne, 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 on le vin, la voilà, la jolie vigne au vin, la voilà, la jolie vigne. La voilà, la jolie vigne au vin, la voilà, la jolie vigne. De vigne en pousse, la voilà, la jolie pousse. Jolie tonne au vin, 
la bolola jolie tonne Tonnant cuve, la bolola jolie cuve Tonnant cuve, la bolola jolie cuve Cuve et cuvons le vin, la bolola jolie cuve au vin La bolola jolie cuve La bolola jolie cuve au vin, la bolola jolie cuve De cuve en verre, le voilà le joli verre De cuve en verre, le voilà le joli verre So, um, you and Bill are both from Iowa. Yes, we are. And how did the two of you meet? <laughs> we met at Iowa State College, now university, um, in uh, hmm, 1959 or 1958, a couple years anyway, there when I was, we were in school there. That's where we met, but we met in the theater, which at Iowa State College in those years, the theater was not a part of the curriculum. It was a kind of an adjunct to the English department. But because they did, um, they did plays and stuff, so I got involved. I had done theater in high school, and I liked it, so I went and I started out in make in makeup. That's what I did, but then I got involved in in the tech and um, everything else. And finally, I actually acted a couple times. Not and, my forte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, and and what was Bill doing in the theater program there? Nothing. Well, he. Well, he, I mean, not, not theater uh, program because he said it was all extracurricular. Right. But but the theater club, we'll call it. What, what, well, what was Bill doing? He, he wasn't involved in it at all until he tried out for a melodrama called The Drunkard because he, they needed what was called oleo acts, which are the acts between the acts. Like, <laughs> the like, regular, a, tw- like a tweener at a modern yeah, folk yeah, festival. Right. So you come out in between the acts of the melodrama. And you do one thing and leave, yeah. So he he was he auditioned for that job, and he got it. And uh, he played um, Decamp Town Races on his banjo <laughs> and sang it. That's where we met. And my oleo act was uh, what do they call them now? Covers, yeah, covers of a Broadway t- show tune called. Seventh, from Seventh Heaven was the Broadway show. <clears throat> and the name of the tune was Colette Fifi Camille. <laughs> Three French prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there was just all kinds of political incorrectness going <laughs> on there right. at Iowa State. <laughs> That's right. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> To leave our friends behind us Haul anchor chains and slip away To break the ties that 
find us Fast on the breeze to the northern seas What fortunes guide a sailor To earn a share of oil and bone Is a hard life for a whaler Through many dangers unforeseen And bitter storms to try us Cold icy winds and towering waves And the faintest star to guide us When darkening skies around us close Neath Greenland's cliffs forsaken Ten thousand miles away from home And a heart that's nearly breaking Fast on the breeze to the northern seas What fortunes guide a sailor Earn a share of oil and bone Is a hard life for a whaler And when at last we hear the cry And all in wild commotion Cutting blast and down she dives In the dreary troubled ocean When the whale has breathed her last And seabirds left to grieve her We'll hoist our sails and steer for home For it's time for us to leave her Fast on the breeze to the northern seas What fortunes guide a sailor For to earn a share of oil and bone Is a hard life for a whaler Martin Carthy. Oh, yeah. November 7th, 1983. Oh, this was a great night. John Kirkpatrick. Oh, John Kirkpatrick, um, he wrote a song that Noel does that's just great. It's a Christmas song. And it's wonderful. Um, old songs, new twists. This was rock talk. Can you believe that? <laughs> In huh. the paper. Martin Carthy, John Kirkpatrick, Howard Evans play at old songs. <clears throat> Considered the premier British folk song revivalist, the trio is credited with being both innovative and traditional. There you go. Carthy explained why the terms are not mutually exclusive. Songs change all the time. If you get a table that was made in 1800 and you have it in front of you now, it's not going to look exactly the same as it did when it was made in 1800. Something will have happened to it. It's going to have been used. Well, that's what happened to the songs. 
That's great. That's from Martin Carthy. Yeah. It's not going to look like it did in 1800. Something will have happened to the songs. They've been used. They've been used. That's great. He's a wonderful guy. Have you ever really sat down and talked to him? I've never had the privilege. Oh, he's just great. He and Bill are two peas in a pod, I'll tell you. They both grew up listening to Lonnie Donegan. (laughs) Cindy Mangson and Ann Hills. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Chickadee, chickadee, chickadee dee, that's the song you sing to me. Chickadee, chickadee, chickadee dee, on a winter's morning. Fresh-baked bread to warm our day Stack of wood and a hissing fire To keep the cold winds at bay Chickadee, chickadee, chickadee-dee Singing in the sleeping trees Chickadee, chickadee, chickadee-dee Soon they will be waking two of you get married 61 yeah hmm. 1961 right on. and um you and bill uh have an amazing daughter hannah yeah um what year was she born 75 1975 yeah and other than um you know you having to change your <clears throat> your uh your lifestyle around calling dances and Hannah growing up to not be so fond of dancing. Um, You know, uh, it seems like the three of you had some pretty remarkable adventures together during her childhood. Oh, yeah, we did. We did lots of fun stuff. (laughs) We went places and we did things. We went on a long trip to the West and on Route 66 and got drowned in uh, Colorado... Our tent got drowned in Colorado, near Durango. Yeah. Um, We went up to um, uh, Nova Scotia, visited all of the Anne and Green Green Gables stuff, which Hannah, you know, all families take their kids up there. (laughs) We went camping every summer. We had a good time. That's great. (laughs) That's great. Well, you know, Hannah certainly grew up to um, have a deep appreciation for the music. Uh, Well, the the house was always filled with people playing music. Well, they may not have been playing music, but they were sleeping here. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so she got to know a lot of people. 
and you're listening to My Highway Home on Folk Music Notebook. This episode of My Highway Home features an interview with Andy Spence, founder of the Old Songs Festival, as well as music and stories spinning outward from the Old Songs community. Paul and Silas were bound in jail Had no money for to go their bail Keep your eyes on the prize Hold on Paul and Silas began to shout Doors popped open and they walked out Keep your eyes on the prize Hold on Hold on Right. 
When did you and Bill start Front Hall Records? When the Hammer Dulcimer came along. <laughs> the Hammer Dulcimer, 1973. 
Yeah. We recorded. That was Bill's first record, yeah. The Hammered Dulcimer. Yes. Became our first album. Hmm. And then we did three more, and then we did other people. <laughs> yeah. So we did about 40 Right on. Altogether. So I didn't realize that the record label preceded the festival. Oh, I, yeah, I guess it did. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and what about uh, Andy's Front Hall, which was uh, a distribution mm-hmm. catalog that you put together, not oh, just for retail. your... Not retail, it yeah. It was retail mail order. <clears throat> yeah, but you weren't just... It wasn't just records that, that Front Hall Records had no. produced. You were including all kinds of music from the folk scene. So when did when did that, records, when did that mail order catalog come along? Mm. <laughs> it was probably around 70, 1977, 78. I have to... I have to look. And what, I mean, other than the distribution of, of front hall recordings, recordings. What, what inspired you to start, uh, you know, a retail mail order catalog? Because people couldn't get whistles. <laughs> Tin whistle? Tin whistles. <laughs> yeah, there was no, well, where, I want one of those. Where do you get it? I said, well, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. So <laughs> I figured out a store <laughs> that sold them, basically. Plus, along along with a lot of um, CDs and well, at the time LPs, then cassettes, then CDs, then then we quit <laughs> after it went to the internet. Hmm. But it was thirty years, wow. and it worked. I had a lot of customers all over the country. Some foreign customers. Um, they bought books. Every so often, somebody comes up to me and says that they came to my store. Well, it was out in the backyard. That was it, that building. <laughs> yeah. Well, it started here. I slept here. in your store. You That's have a right. futon out there. That's right. <laughs> and the hall was, we started in the front hall. So that yeah. was why I called it Andy's yeah. Front Hall. So, I mean, what's remarkable to me is that between the two of you, um, you know, you founded the festival. Bill certainly encouraged and supported you in that. You formed... Uh, front Hall Records. You formed Andy's Front Hall, this this retail catalog that that uh, you know spanned decades. Um, you know the the two of you in partnership took on some really remarkable projects that have had a huge impact on folk music in the United States and Canada and beyond. Um, that's an extraordinary legacy. It was a great life, or it is still. <laughs> Even though I retired. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I lost Bill in February, so a lifetime of partnership came to a screeching halt, although I still have lots of his things, his photographs, his music. He made a big difference in people playing an instrument nobody ever heard of, <laughs> and he had a big following in Hammered Dulcimer Life. Um, and that was a whole another section of our existence, you know, because he would do uh, festivals or th- with the band and workshops. And yeah. for many many years, we were busy every weekend. For many years, and dragging Hannah with us, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and she just learned a deal, you know. She loved meeting people, which was, I think, from. You know, she inherited that from Bill, although she was shy. But she was always a great trooper. Well, if you're feeling sad and blue, let it roll Roll off your back. back. Or if you're feeling angry, let it roll Roll off your back. back. 
Cause happy times are coming back to you Just give it some time So until then just smile And let it roll off your back You gotta let it roll off your back If people can't say things your way Let it roll off your back Or if you can't understand what people do Let it roll off your back Because everybody's doing the very best They know how to do Sometimes you have to smile and let it roll off your back. You gotta let it roll off your back. Well, I haven't lived a long time, but I know this much is true. When the world is getting you down, there's only one thing to do. You let it roll off your back. You gotta let it roll off your back. You gotta let it roll off your back. You gotta let it roll off your back. So many of us knew Bill Spence um, through the festival, through his work, 
um, in the community through Hammered Dulcimer, through the folk world. Um, <clears throat> what is it about Bill that you loved personally? Not not what he's necessarily known for professionally or mm. as an advocate for folk music, as an advocate for the community, but what, what was it personally that drew you to Bill and kept the two of you, you know, together for <clears throat> more than half a century? Could I? Okay, I have to look back 57 years. <laughs> well, I think it was just that we were compatible and um, we liked each other's company. And we, I guess in the sense of love, it was just, uh, we just loved each other and we took care of each other and um, we did stuff together. That was it. And we always worked together. It was like, um, that's why I was just thinking, <clears throat> because I'm alone now, some folks have been trying to keep me busy. And I, and I was just thinking that when Bill was here, our busy was always at home. We were always home most of the time. And he was a great, great lover of television. He liked football. He liked sports. He liked... He'd watch <laughs> basketball, football, ad nauseum. I always fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> But he, he liked sports and he liked um, home time. He loved playing music and practicing. I'm, I always was basically shy. And Bill, I suppose you might say, brought out the best in me over the, all these years, you know. He, was always, he always gave me extra you know, inter extra information, <laughs> extra help. Um, he fixed things, <laughs> you know. So, so I mean, we were a good combination of um, totally different. <laughs> we were both totally different. But we did, it, we did what we did. But I, I am basically shy, and that changed as I did old songs because I had to get up on the stage and I had to talk to people um i had to try to inspire them to to follow old songs to keep the music going to you know if you care about this then you come and help us <laughs> you know kind of deal and um and i think that comes out of my childhood i spent most of my childhood by myself you know because i'm an only child but um And I developed a very strong sense of survival <laughs> over all these years, which has stood me in good stead, I must say. <laughs> I'm always lighthearted and easy, not a care in this world have I, because I am loved by Ali, and I couldn't forget if I tried. She lives far away o'er the mountain Where the little birds sing in the trees And the cabin's all covered with ivy And Ollie is waiting for me It's over, yes, over the mountain Where the little birds sing in the trees And the cabin's all covered with ivy And Ollie is waiting for me. Yodelay, yodelay, 
The day I bid goodbye to Ollie, it's a day I will never forget. For the tears bubbled up from their slumber, I fancy I see them yet. They look like the pearls in the ocean as she wept her tale of love. And she said, my dear boy, don't forget me till we meet here again or above. It's over, yes, over the mountain where the little birds sing in the trees and the cabins all covered with ivy and all is waiting for me. One of the things that really hit me when I first came to Old Songs um, was this very personal connection that I felt with you and Bill. And I think for me it filled, and still does, um, uh, a need for a connection with the generation that I had lost, mm-hmm. you know, for the, the generation that remembered the same kinds of things that my parents remembered. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that what you have provided, whether you, you think about it in these terms or not, you and Bill both through the festival community and through the folk community um, is uh, a sense of continuity for many people. And old songs, you know, I, I think the first time I played there was maybe 2007, uh, mm-hmm. but it was unlike any other festival I had ever played. And, and why do you think that? I, from my perspective, I, I think you've really nailed it, is that the, there really was a sense of community. Mm-hmm. There was a sense of place. There was a sense of people loving not the spectacle of a big show, but being in love with the music itself. You know, there are some places where you go and people are all about the lights and the big mm-hmm. sound and the big band, and the, like it, it, it's about spectacle. Mm-hmm. And what I sensed from playing old songs even the very first time is that there was this was a very musically literate audience they understood the genre they mm-hmm. understood various spokes coming off the hub of the wheel of that genre and they had appreciation for ways that people would sort of stitch a quilt together by connecting different pieces of folk music history in modern songs so there was room to be someone who is very rooted in traditional music and still be writing new music mm-hmm. and have both pieces of it well received. Yeah, isn't that great?
celebration of life, a celebration of Bill's life, and a little sort of mini festival coming up here <laughs> in September. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about your thinking in putting this particular event together as opposed to a traditional funeral for Bill. We're, we're having this big, you know, <laughs> extravaganza in a state park. Yeah, well, okay, I'll tell you what Bill says. I am not religious. <laughs> So we couldn't do anything religious. For us, religion was what we did all our life. It was the music, basically, not to be called religion, but that was it what was, it was drove us. The center us. of community, yes, and that's what that's what church yeah. is for so many people is the yeah. center of community. Yes, but he um, he he. We always loved the outdoors, and we live in this place out in <laughs> out in the woods and. It was my choice, basically, to live here. I, he didn't argue, so we both came. <laughs> so anyway, we didn't know how many people would even be able to come, but right after Bill died, people started asking, will there be a memorial? And Hannah and I were just overwhelmed, and we couldn't make a decision about anything, so we finally we finally said, well, let's find a date in, outside of the festival season because everybody's working and we nobody would come <laughs> so so we set the date and it's a sunday and um figuring that most performers or music people or anybody would be free on a sunday so it's going to be um like a brigadoon that really just appears and disappears and we all come away and say what a great life bill had yeah, <laughs> yeah. what a great life you had together and um what an extraordinary legacy you have, Andy. What an extraordinary <laughs> legacy with all of this work you've done in the folk community. Mm. And uh, I I feel confident in saying that uh, I speak um, literally for thousands of people when I say thank you for that lifetime of dedication to folk music and to our community. Thank you. Well, yes, I liked every minute of it. <laughs> as long as I'm still around, I'll probably be dabbling. <laughs> Somewhere. That's great. Causing trouble for somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to my highway home. 
celebrating music, art, culture, and community from the driver's seat. Many thanks to Andy, Bill, and Hannah Spence, Old Songs, and all of the festival staff and volunteers who make the magic possible. Audio engineering and field recordings by Joe Jenks. Additional engineering by Charlie Pilzer. Special audio roadside assistance provided by Kate Blaine. All interviews, copyright 2019, Joe Jenks, Turtle Bear Music. Special thanks to Ron Alesco and Folk Music Notebook. Thanks also to the musicians whose recordings were featured in this episode of My Highway Home. Dan Berggren, Country Life, and Over the Mountain. John Roberts and Tony Barron, Save Your Money While You're Young. Bill Spence and Fennec's All-Star String Band, The Black Nag, Child Grove, and Spring in the Valley. John McCutcheon, Water from Another Time. Deborah Cowan, Bay of Biscayo. Ellis, Looking for the Good. Michael Cooney, Candyman. Ann Hills, The Train Tomorrow. Musica Bush, Plantons la Vigne. Matthew Byrne, What Fortune's Guide a Sailor. Herdman Hills and Manxon, Chickadee, Magpie, and Kim and Reggie Harris, Give Light, Kim and Reggie Harris, Eyes on the Prize, Heather Pearson, Let It Roll Off Your Back, Alash, Carachal, and George Wilson, Leaving Lismore. Thank you for tuning in to My Highway Home with Joe Jenks.